All right, thank you, Jeannie. Let's get our Bibles uh, out. We're doing good, and you know what? We're going to have enough time uh, that can change your life, <laughs> right? This is this is why you're here, right? Earth, earth shattering, life changing. Uh, let's go to Romans chapter one, and we're going to be speaking on the subject of not being ashamed of the gospel. It's amazing how many people today are ashamed of this simple little beautiful little story. It's the only story that you can hear that will save your soul. It's the best, it's the simplest, and the story of the gospel is not something that's man-made. It didn't come from man. It came from God. It's the sweetest story in the whole world. It's called the gospel. The gospel means good news proclaimed. There's lots of nuances to the definition. But think about this. You, you heard a story, and that one story that somebody told you is what saved you. That gospel is, is that powerful. Now, there's other gospel stories that are wrong. They think it's good news and all the world has their little stories. But this story, this gospel, is what saves you. And we're not supposed to be ashamed of that. The, it, it, it transcends every single race in the world. It, it breaks every single uh, language barrier. There is no uh, boundary that it, it holds back the gospel. The only thing that can hold back the gospel uh, is, is unbelief, and that's only after you hear it. Think about that. The gospel is preached to the whole world. It has been and is being, but it's the only story that you receive and you go to heaven because of it, if you believe the story of the gospel. It's that simple, and I think, I think we ought to be proud of it and not ashamed of it. We ought, to, we ought not to be ashamed of this little story. It's so sweet and pure. Why is the world having so many trouble over this, over this one gospel story? Well, we have a whole Bible full of the gospel. We have uh, a lot of uh, martyrs, uh, just tons and tons of people that have given their lives and given their future and given their present uh, uh, fortunes and given everything they had just because of this one story. Jesus said, man hath not left houses, brothers, sisters, and, and, and lands, and for my sake, and the gospels, that he will not in this life receive hundredfold houses, lands, brothers, sisters, and uh, persecutions, and in the life to come, uh, everlasting life. This, this one story is not supposed to be something that you and I as Christians should ever be ashamed of. And I'm still working on sometimes when I feel like, well, they're probably, yeah, they're probably not going to believe it. Uh, just last week, as I told you already, there was a couple that came to get a piece of furniture. And I just had such a good time giving the gospel to them. I, I thought, I don't care if they don't want to hear it, because I'm not helping them move this furniture until I can get the gospel. I'm just going to let her look at it. And her husband didn't look like he could carry it, and I could. And I thought, I'm going to give her the gospel. And I don't care if she takes this piece of furniture or not. I thought, that's why God had her come, so she and her husband could hear the gospel. Uh, that's, that's really something. 
Look at Romans chapter 1, verse 14 and through 17, and then we're going to pray. Uh, and then I want to preach to you for a little bit. In uh, verse number 14, the Bible says, Paul said to the Romans, I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I love the language, don't you? As much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. Can you think of how exciting he was to go to Rome, a place he hadn't been yet, and he wanted to preach the gospel to the people in Rome? Look at verse 16. For I am not ashamed. There it is, right there. Paul was ready. He was excited. The gospel had done its work on his heart. And he was ready to take that gospel uh, after all those years and go to Rome. And he couldn't wait. He couldn't wait. For I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. Now, do you remember who's in Rome? We have the emperor and the senate and all the politicians and all the Roman legions and all the huge glory of the Roman towns, you know, Rome. Oh, it must have been kind of scary. That's where they killed Christians. Paul said, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. Look at verse 16 again. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, today we pray that you'd help us. Help us not to be ashamed of this wonderful gospel that you've given to us. Help us to look for ways to give it to other people. Help us to look for ways to live in it. And we pray and thank you for those that you've called to live of the gospel. Actually make a living out of giving the gospel to other people and living their lives surrounded by the ministry of the gospel and all the the bible of this wonderful gospel lord we pray and thank you for the wonderful privilege it is to serve you and we know lord that being a, a member of a baptist church is a tremendous privilege it's an honor and uh, lord we're just not ashamed of it and we thank you for this opportunity we have Thank you for the miracles tonight. We pray that you'll bless William and Becky and their children. And uh, we pray that you'd give them uh, a green light, Lord, at, at the proper time and uh, help him and his family to be able to serve in China again. And, Lord, I'm excited, and I pray that you'll help us to do all we can to help them uh, through finances and prayer and whatnot. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know what? i got to tell you something. When you were up here telling us about China, you said something that really got me. You said that it's a fun place, you know, the Beijing and all that. And I thought, in my mind, I've heard so many terrible things about the the communism and the despotism and the strictness. And, and I, Jeanette and I flew to uh, Shanghai on our way to the Dio's wedding, and I, I didn't see anybody smiling. I thought, I want to go home. I'm in Shanghai. I'm going to get Shanghai. <laughs> I was scared to death. I mean, Jeanette was, she was having a great time. I said, looking at everybody, they're going to they're, they're take us on the boat. 
you know, never, I'll never see my family again. You know, I wasn't that scared, but it was just depressing. And yet when you said how you have such a great time serving there, uh, th that did me some good. Thank you for that. Because I know it's not all clouds, you know, it's not all rain and lightning and thunder and, and darkness. I mean, the gospel that we're talking about tonight, it's going into China too. Amen. Amen? It's everywhere. And there's nothing to fear. So I want to thank God for the miracles being with us tonight. Well, Paul was separated unto the gospel. Look, uh, look now in verse number one of Romans. Uh, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle and separated unto the gospel of God. Paul knew what his job was. I wonder, I wonder how you and I could prosper in our lives and our spirits even more if we would do something a little bit more for the gospel. Maybe make new commitments. Maybe go a little deeper in our prayer life, our giving, maybe our witnessing. Um, we can all be excited, I think, uh, and unashamed tonight. Unashamed of our gospel. It's the story of Jesus Christ. How in the world could I be ashamed of what he did for me? Uh, Paul prayed for the saints at Rome. And look at verse number uh, 7 in, in, uh, in chapter number 1. In verse 7 says, uh, To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the what? The in the gospel. And you know, when you, when, you get your, when, when you get to where you're not ashamed of this story anymore, and you get to where you're not ashamed of the Bible, you're not ashamed of Jesus... Uh, it puts you within a fellowship of people all over the world and uh, you meet people that are unashamed yourself. Let me give you an instance. When I was in the Navy, I, uh, I had never really, uh, I, I didn't even know what church was all about. Um, and so I went to the lighthouse, I got baptized and uh, I started attending a couple, a couple of services, my buddy and I, Dean, and so I, I, I had not even been baptized yet. So uh, I got baptized, and my, my buddy Dean and his girlfriend also got baptized the same day. And so then right after that, we went out to sea. And so we took off, and uh, we were making short runs out into the ocean and coming back. One of these days, the, the uh, chief on our, on our boat, on our ship, he says, uh, I'm going to have a meeting. Get in here come down to the carpenter shop. So we all went down to the carpenter shop. There's about 15 of us in there. We're all lined up along the, the bulkheads, you know, waiting for the chief to chew us out. And so uh, we were all sitting there like, what's going to happen? And so the chief says, all right, guys, we got a problem. We're not getting along. Things ain't going right. The division's messed up. Any you guys got any ideas what's wrong? couple guys no they were staring I said I know what's wrong and I was new and I probably was out of step but I just couldn't take it 
first time in my life I really wanted to make an impact and witness. So I said, I know what it is. And Chief said, okay, Shaver's got an idea. What's up, Shaver? What, what's wrong? I said, well, the problem is we don't love Jesus Christ enough around here. And it got real quiet. <laughs> really quiet. You know what was going on? They were, they were marking me. This guy's a weirdo, and stay away from him. He's a Bible thumper. He's a freak. He's just, he's a, oh, not another one, you know. I could feel it. But what it did was, guess what happened? Well, he said, okay, anybody else got an idea? It didn't, it didn't go over real good. It was the truth, though. It was the truth. That's why, that's why everything's tearing apart and falling apart in our country, because people don't love the Lord enough. That's what's wrong with America right now. It's got nothing to do with COVID. It's got everything to do with our relationship with Jesus. So, but after that was over, my buddy Dean, who I, I guess I got baptized after that. Yeah, this was before. Anyway, Dean comes up and in the passageway and he's looking left and right, making sure nobody saw him talking to me. He goes, hey, I just want to thank you for saying that. Man, I believe I, that's right. You're right. And so, you know what? Right away, we formed a friendship. And it was years later, after I graduated from Bible college in Jacksonville, Florida, he flew to Jacksonville and attended my graduation. We, we struck up our friendship again. And uh, I said, man, that's a nice jacket you got on. He goes, I like the one you got. We traded jackets. <laughs> We traded sport coats. And then I got married. My wife said, where did you get that? <laughs> and you know what, William? It was, it was one that I used to wear on skits, on banquet skits. It was that wild, loud, but it was Dean's. It meant a lot to me. That was my buddy's. That's, that's only, you know, it was sentimental. We, used to, we had a friendship because of the gospel. And that's, what, that's how you meet new friends. That's how you get close to people while you're working in the gospel. Number one, it has its own supernatural power. Look at verse 16. <clears throat> the reason he's not ashamed of the gospel because, number one, it is the power of God. Remember, you can tell stories till you're blue in the face, but that one story means more than any story in your life. No matter why is Hollywood so famous? Because they come up with all these stories, right? All these, all these stories and all these fictitious things and all these wonder. And boy, it's a multi-billion-dollar industry just coming up with new stuff, just uh, dreaming of fictitious stories and. And, and, and the novels and all the writers. Why, why is it that there's something in mankind that craves to have a story told? Little boys and girls, when they're growing up, it's story time. That's my favorite time in grade school because you didn't have to do anything but just sit and listen to a, a, a teacher that wrote, uh, read a book to you. Kind of neat. It's fascinating. Why? Well, God used that. He made us so that we would conform to this story, the gospel. And it's the only one. And it's the power of God. Number two, it's the story of real salvation. Very simple. 
Look at it. It says, uh, for it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. This is not a complicated doctrine. This is not complicated. The simplicity of Christ is very important. And it's what got a hold of us. Uh, turn with me, please, to 2 Corinthians and hold your place in, in Romans. We're going to go back there. But look, at, look with me in 2 Corinthians chapter number 11 for a moment. In verse number 3, it says, But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should be corrupted. Corrupted. Your mind can get corrupted? Yes. But look, wow. From the simplicity that is in Christ. You know, we've got a lot of Bible scholars in the world. And there's a lot of commentaries. Just just pray for Brother Carlson. Man, that there, there's a lot of commentaries out there. None of them can figure it all out. And some of them get to where they can't make a living unless you come up with some new dumb thought that doesn't mean anything. And then they can write a book about, well, I've never heard that before. Wow, that's intricate. What nuance. No, what stupidity. Listen, just because it's a new thought doesn't mean it's right. The simplicity, complexity in the gospel is dangerous for little boys and girls. Like, can you imagine having devotions at your house and say, now, children, we're going to talk about super love doc, sublap documentarianism or whatever. And we're going to go into transubstantiation. And then we're going to go into the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, what do you call it? Well, I don't remember. But, uh, uh, but you know, I, I'm not, my kids are going to go to sleep. They're going to sit there and say, that's really rich, Dad. Uh, no, but you know, Paul said, I don't want you to get away from the simplicity. The gospel is still simple. And it's a blessing. Uh, not only is it simple, but it's dangerous to change. So let's go to Galatians with me for just a minute. Galatians 1. You know, you can really get in trouble uh, with somebody that's got some new doctrine. New, now, I, there's nothing wrong with new knowledge. I, there's a lot I don't know yet. But if it doesn't conform to the Bible, in other words, all that you do need is already written in there, and you can peruse the de all the depths of the wisdom of God, right? You get as deep as you want into the Bible but not into other religions and all the, the, the nonsense out there. So look at Galatians chapter 1 for just a minute. Um, in verse number 6, Paul said to the Galatians, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ. There's that simplicity, amen? Unto another gospel. So I'm not ashamed of the gospel that God gave us. And you shouldn't be ashamed of it. It's the simple, beautiful, incredible story with the power of God that changes lives. And it's going to be simple for the time and eternity. You know, the same truth that Jesus came to die on the cross and shed his blood for the sin of mankind and rise the third day and be glorified. That's the same story. We're never going to forget that in heaven. That's the gospel that saved us. 
Did you know all throughout eternity, we're going to be referring to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're never going to forget that he gave us the new birth. We're never going to say, oh yeah, that's just Jesus. No, no, no. That's going to be always our Lord and Savior. We're going to be serving him for eternity. And we're never going to get uh, tired of the riches of his glory and the spectacular, wonderful deep, deepness of his, of his being. He's, he's the express image of an invisible God, and he's the one that we're going to have to do with forever. He's, he says it's so much so that he likens his relationship to you and I as a husband and a wife. There's nobody in this planet that I'm that close to other than my wife. I'm not, I'm not close to anybody as close as I am to my dear wife. And Jesus said, that's, what, that's the relationship we're going to have, closeness. And that, that, that story's never going to get old. I'm never going to get bored with God. That's simple. And yet these uh, Galatians, they turn to a different gospel. Isn't that sad? And they were so soon removed from him that called them into that grace unto another gospel. They got tangled up in the law again. Boy, we got some of that in our county. I don't know what cults are. Are there any cults allowed in China? They're there. And I don't know how they exist, but boy, oh boy, that must be hard. I don't know. Uh, I, I got no respect for any cult any ism i don't have to respect it i don't have to give place to any other kind of god when the mormons come to town i can be nice to them i don't have to accept what they believe i don't have to respect what they say it's all nonsense i i don't have to be uh someone that puts other gospels on the same level as as mine our gospel's high above like niagara falls in a an eyedropper <laughs> Or a thimble full of water. Niagara Falls compared to a thimble. I'd take Niagara Falls. It's a success. Look on uh, Romans chapter 1. We're going to finish. It's, uh, it's for the entire world. Praise God. Our gospel is not to be ashamed. We're not, we're not supposed to be ashamed of it. <clears throat> from Adam, did you know that we have found the gospel in the book of Genesis? Did you know the gospel of the blood of Jesus Christ is, is like a, 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 a thread or a, a tiny a river of blood going from every book in the Bible? It's all the way from Genesis to Revelation. It's exciting to go into, into Isaiah and find the gospel in Isaiah. It's wonderful. It's great. And when you can do that kind of study, you will be amazed that this simple story of faith was before the law, during the law, and after the law. We're not supposed to be ashamed of it. The, the book of Hebrews says the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. So I believe it. How about you still believe the gospel? You say, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Well, don't, don't, ever let, don't ever let your heart start to be ashamed of it. 
And we got the temptation in America to be ashamed of church and ashamed of the gospel right now. There's a lot of people, uh, uh, they're tending to get ashamed of going to church and believe in the Bible. Uh, I, love, I love the fact that the gospel's for everybody. Look at Romans 10, 11. I'm going to finish here. I promise I will. But since Brother Minetti's not here, I can go longer. <laughs> Don't you tell him I said that. I love him. He's great. He's fun. He's just great. But he's not here, so let's go on. No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. The simplicity of the gospel. All right, let's get back. Yeah, he's probably listening online. Man alive. Sorry, Brother Minetti. For <laughs> 10 verse 11, For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be what? Ashamed. Ashamed. There's something about the pride that's, um, it, there's, there's a good kind of pride and there's a bad kind of pride. Mm -hmm. We can be proud of the gospel. Mm -hmm. We can stand up for it. We should never be ashamed of it. Uh, you close your Bibles. I want to tell you a story here. This is not any story close to the importance of the gospel. But it is a beautiful illustration. There was a day, uh, my buddy and I took off downtown Jacksonville, Florida, and we were just going to go witness. We were just going to pass out tracks. Just so happened that the St. John's River that goes through the big city of Jacksonville, Florida, they were having this big, huge thing called the River Run. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. A lot of cities do that. You've heard of the marathon, the New York Marathon. This in Jacksonville was the big event. So they had this big river run. Well, they have a, a, a wall of concrete that is about that high, about two feet wide. It's the riverbank wall. And then there's the big street that they blocked off. And, and there must have been seven, 800 people all getting ready to run. Oh, their little cute little shorts and their, and their little, um, you know, those footies with the little balls on them and, and uh, you know, ankle socks, you know. A real man doesn't wear ankle socks. No, just joking. Just joking. Just joking. Just joking. I wear ankle socks. Okay. But they were all dressed up ready to run. A big sea of people. And Randy, my buddy, and I, we go down there, and I'm standing up on this wall, and I got a handful of tracks, and I said, hey, if you died running today, you know, for sure you go to heaven, how's your heart, you know? So we, we, were, we were talking like that, just, just full of boldness. But I didn't see Randy. He, he took off on me. So I was all alone on this blast wall thing, and everybody was staring at me, and guess what happened? I looked down. And I saw one of the old officers off my ship. His name was Lieutenant Tewin. And he was all like, you know, he was a Marine. And he was all like, yeah, all right, let's go. And he looked up and I said, hey, Lieutenant Tewin, how are you? And it was so embarrassing for him. He was ashamed of me. He was ashamed of me. I didn't know him very well. I knew, he, I knew him enough to know who he was. After all those years, he was there, and he totally ashamed of me. And I thought, you wimp. <laughs> I thought, he's a Marine, 
and he's acting like he doesn't know me. Of course, it was very embarrassing. Hey, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know him. No, no. I don't know that guy. It was so fun, though. But guess what? Randy was missing. You know what that guy did? He went up through the crowd, up the grandstand to the top of the observation room up there. Because it was like, you know, how baseball uh, stadiums have that uh, observation announcement desk. You know what he did? He went up into the stands and he, and he told the guy that was running the whole thing, he goes, yeah, I, uh, I represent all the pastors in uh, Jacksonville County here. Uh, just like to want to know if you'd like us to open this in prayer. And the guy said, well, sure. He handed him the microphone. And, and the whole crowd was getting ready to run. The, the, the gun hadn't sounded yet. And I'm sitting here passing out tracks, and I hear Randy's voice <laughs> over the speaker. Like, what you want? Man, I was so jealous. He's up there, and he goes, oh, I, I just want to let everybody know here that we're going to have prayer before the race today. And so he said, let's all bow our heads. The whole sea of people bowed their heads. And I thought, this is powerful. Know what he did? He gave the gospel while he was praying. He gave the simple gospel. All those people heard the gospel. And I'm standing there all alone. Looking, man, he didn't tell me he's going to do it. I'm standing on the wall looking down at all these people. I thought, oh, this is awesome. But I wish I was the one up there. I wanted to, I wanted to be with Randy. I, I said, what happened? How did you do that? He goes, I just went up there and told him that I represent all the pastors in the city. And he gave me the microphone. And it come to find out that after he got done, the real MC got there. And they didn't know what was going on. And it was unscheduled. So we got away with it. But that guy was ashamed of me. And I was not ashamed of him. I was not ashamed of Randy. I, I was so glad he did. That's how it is in the Christian life. You be, you, you be, don't be ashamed of people. Don't be ashamed of your brother. If, if he's a little more spiritual than you are, thank God for that. And, and don't be ashamed of your pastor. And don't be ashamed of your church. And don't be ashamed of people that love God. And don't be ashamed of your Bible. Take your Bible to work. Take it wherever you go. What are they going to do? Take away your birthday? They can't take away your birthday? They're going to send you to jail for carrying a Bible? Be the best thing ever happened to that jail. <laughs> anyway, you, well, let's not be ashamed of, of our Lord. Let's bow our heads for prayer.